to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I'm Pastor Richard Hoyt, Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. We just want to remind everybody, beginning February the 3rd, we will be going to five days a week, Monday through Friday at 12 noon. And we also want to just thank everybody who has supported us financially and ask that you would continue to do so now as we go to five days a week. Uh, we really covet your help in all of uh, the financial needs of this ministry. And so if you can, you will hear at the end of the show a P.O. box. And if you can help, we would greatly appreciate that help. And remember, you are helping to make it happen. Amen. Amen. Say, so we've been talking about uh, the keys of the kingdom. Jesus said in uh, Matthew 16, he said, uh, and I, he, first he said, the gates of hell should not prevail against the church. That's good news in itself. So hell is not going to prevail. It's going to come against, but he said it won't prevail. And I believe he said this because of this next statement or this next truth. He said, I give you the keys of the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. And we understand that's what keys do. They lock and unlock things. And all the time, Jesus always spoke of the mysteries of the kingdom. He said, it is for you to know the mysteries. You who? You who are in the family now. You are, who have got born again. It's for you to know the mysteries. And in another text of scripture, Jesus said, it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the keys to the kingdom to, or to give you the, the kingdom. So God, through Jesus, wants to give us these secrets to unlock the keys of the kingdom, and I call them keys to successful living. We're doing a whole series at series at Raymond Word of Faith called the lifestyle, the kingdom of God lifestyle. Well, you're going to have to have the keys or the knowledge to live effectively in the kingdom of God because the Bible tells us don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And those keys, as you start using them, they're going to transform you too, and they're going to develop your faith and they're going to allow you to live successfully in the kingdom of God. Remember, Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Well, if you want to live life here on earth and live it more abundantly, you have to utilize these keys that were given to us. And he didn't remember, he said these keys, they're a mystery. So but he always said, seek first. So he wants you to come after him. And as we come after him, he'll start revealing those keys to us. And, and I just, I always relate that to a, a relationship male and female, you don't know about the person when you first meet them. I'm thinking you and your wife, how long you guys been married? 35 years. And, and I remember you said you guys met in high school. When you first met her, you probably knew nothing about her. 
And how long you said? I thought she was pretty good looking. Yeah, that's all you saw. You thought, that's all you knew about her. That she was good looking. So now, over how long you say you've been married? Thirty-five years. Come August. You you know her real well now. I bet you is her mom still around. She is. I bet you know her more than her mom, better than her mom. And her mom knew her before you, but you know her better because you guys have developed an intimate relationship. And that's what God says. Come and have this intimate relationship with me through my son, Jesus, and I'm going to reveal some things to you. I'm going to reveal some family secrets. I'm going to reveal to you who you are. Basically, I'm going to give you some keys to success, to have a successful life. And I understand you have a successful marriage because you utilize some of the keys in your marriage, right? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Look at him. Amen. Yes, dear. <laughs> yes, yes, key dear. Key number one. <laughs> you learned that key real quick. <laughs> yes, dear. So anyway, he's giving us some keys. And, you know, we, we started off this uh, series on... The first key, we, we said it was faith because the scripture said without faith, it's impossible to please God. Those who come to him must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Hebrews 11 one says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Then last week we talked about that second key, which is a biggie too. It, it's love. And all in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13, it talks about love, what love is, what love and ain't. And 1 John chapter 4 where he says this he is, is love. And he that is God love. loved us. Right. So we, we went on love and we're going to go through these again. But today we're going to this week, we're going to start on a, we're going to add a new key to the key ring. And we call these keys of success. Jesus referred to them as keys of the kingdom. This is a biggie. So you guys got to brace yourself for this one. This one, it, it, it may offend, but you got to go right. ahead. It's and, not the easy one. It's not the easy, but you got to go ahead and receive it. And uh, it, it'll work for you. Scripture says, receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. And notice he said engrafted. That means the word of God is living and powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. So it's going to cut you just like a surgeon does when you go into surgery. He's going to cut you, but you got to lay there until we sew you up. And we're going to sew you up. So this next key, what is, what's this next key, Richard? I ain't going to even say it. I'm going to let you say it. Forgiveness. Ooh, that F word, huh? That F word, Forgiveness. You know, and, and we're looking at Matthew 18. <laughs> yeah, that old F word, forgiveness. <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't get me started on that. I know, I know, I know. Matthew 18, he talks about forgiving your brother. Your brother right. sins against you. You know, the Bible, God doesn't leave a lot of this stuff to chance. He tells us, and we'll look at that later on in the week, what to do if we have sinned against our brother. But then he talks about here in Matthew 18, what if our brother has sinned against us? We are to go to our brother. Ooh. Now, you know the way this usually works out in real life. I know the way this usually works <laughs> oh, out. Oh, yeah. I know how it works somebody out in real life. Somebody is wronged by somebody else. Somebody's brother, sister, whoever sins against them. The Bible says that you are to go to the person who sinned against you. You are to go to the person who wronged you. The way this typically works out in real life is you go to 20 people that you know to tell them what, how you were wronged so they will agree with you that so-and-so is a bum. Other than using the, the key that he gave right. you. The key, was the, than, the key was to go to the one who offends you. Rather than going to Cousin Martha and telling her that she offended me, I'm going to go to 20 other family members and tell them how she offended me so they'll all know just how bad she is. And, and, and you know, once words start getting around, it gets filtered and diluted. Now you said something else about Cousin Martha instead of what was re- actually said. Well, by the time the 20 tell 20 people right, they know, right, now right. we got 400 people in on the story. Right, right. And, and the stories got went all south. It went north, south, and east, and west, and it's not the real truth. That's but what, even if it is the real truth, even if somehow the story maintained its integrity and it was exactly the way you told it, 
That's not the way God says no, to deal with the issue. Right, that's not the key. That's not the, the effective way uh, to live successful and have the abundant life that Jesus said he came to give us. And most of the time, you know, I, I tell people this all the time. Most of the time, people will say something that upsets us or hurts our feelings or offends us or whatever. And we just forgive them. We just we just go on. Mm-hmm. Every time you were offended in your life, you didn't run to the person that did it. But every once in a while, something happens in our life. We just can't seem to let it go. We can't forget it. We can't forgive it. That's when we need to go to the person and say, you know, you really said this. Nine times out of ten, what happens there is the person says, wow, I didn't have any idea that I really offended you. That's not what I meant. I didn't mean to do it. I'm really sorry. And that's the end. But if we don't go to the person to even give them the chance to do that, we just go to everybody else. All we're doing is making that person look bad without any chance for that person to ever ask us to forgive them, ever to apologize to us, ever to say they're sorry. Well, Richard, you know what? This goes with back to Romans 12, and, and, and that's another key, too. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But just before he said that, he said, don't be conformed to the world. So the world taught us to do it that way we just described. Now, he's given us the key for success and said, do it this way and you'll have good success. Remember, Joshua, this book of the law should not depart from you, but you should meditate on it day and night. Observe to do. That's all that's written in it. And then you'll make your way prosperous. Then you have good success. So Jesus is showing us, giving us the key to have good success in our relationships. He said, if if your brother sins against you, you, you go to him. And, and again, that's a mind renewal. Because when we come into the kingdom of God, we have to renew our mind to do it this way, not the world's way. The world right. does it the other way. So he says, no, 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 no. You're not in the world. You're in the world, but not of the world anymore. You're of the kingdom of God, the kingdom from heaven. We do it like this in heaven. This is how they do it in heaven. When they, and I'm pretty sure they have this roots up there, but they do it this way. And that's what God said. I want, remember, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as is in heaven. This is how it's done in heaven. So look what he says here in Matthew 18, uh, verse 15. Moreover, if your brother shall trespass or sin against you, go and tell him. (laughs) Go and tell him his thoughts between you and him alone. (laughs) Ooh, that's kingdom way. That's the key. If he shall hear you, you have gained a brother. If If he heard you, you gained a brother. But if he will not hear you, then take one or two or more uh, that out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. He said, take a couple more out of the church and you guys go to him and do it that way. Then he goes to say, uh, verse 17, and if if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it to the church. Now you've got to tell it to the whole congregation. But if he has neglected to hear the church, let him be unto thee a heathen and a man or a publican. Verily, I say to you, whoever, whatever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two or more shall agree on anything, if they ask my Father in heaven, it will be done for them. For where two or more are gathered together, he says he's in the midst of us. An agreement. So God's saying, do it this way. And, and, and further on, if you're reading that scripture, the disciples came to Jesus and said, how many times shall we forgive our brothers? And they said, seven times, Jesus he says, no. Well, see, Peter thought he was really going out on a limb. Oh, yeah, he's going out on a limb. He's like, seven times, right, Jesus? And Jesus like, no, nah, Peter, hate to bust your bubble. Uh, 70 times seven. 
So now all I have to do is keep count. When I get to 491, I don't have to forgive anymore, right? <laughs> well, well, 70 times 7, man. <laughs> 490. Just, so once you go to 491, I'm all, it's just, all clear. Just go no, what he was saying was a lot. It was like an mm-hmm. almost infinite number. Mm-hmm. And then he summed it up, this whole scripture, and read it for yourself, Matthew 18. Read the whole thing. Then at the end of 18, verse 35, he says, uh, Likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if from your heart you forgive everyone who who forgives you. He said, if so, if you forgive others, Father God is going to forgive you. But in the middle of all of this, the, the meat of all of this, Matthew 18, he talks about this particular guy that owed some money, and he went to the judge, and the judge forgave him because he gave him a sob story. Man, they're going to take me to prison, take my family to prison. And he basically was asking for mercy, and the judge extended a mercy. As soon as he left out of the court building, he saw somebody that owed him. Just a little. Just a little bit. And he beat him down, drug him in the jail, and then threw him in prison the whole night. And somebody from other people from the church saw him, or some non-Christians saw him, and they, and they, they, they snitched on him. They said, hey, we were just in court, and we saw him giving, forget, being forgiven. And as soon as he walked out, he saw somebody that owed him a couple of dollars, and he beat him up and drug him in the court. And, and the judge heard about that. He said, oh, really? I just forgave him. So he drug him back in and, and, and punished him. So he was saying all that to show us, you know, if you've been given for, been forgiven, you be mindful to extend forgiveness. And we know the greatest forgiveness we got. God so loved the world, he gave. He forgave our sins. As the scripture says, he who knew no sin was made sin for us. So Jesus took our sin and we took his righteousness. That's a great deal. That's good news. So he's like, well, you've been forgiven and and I, Pastor Richard, I have to always remind myself of this, to forgive people. Just on the way here, I was asking God to forgive me for something. Because we're going to always make a mistake, miss the mark. So we're going to have to always go back to the Father for forgiveness. So he says, well, and that's just like that judge. So we got to be mindful just because just like we're forgiven. Now he said, go out and extend that. This guy here didn't do that. This guy in Matthew 18, he didn't do that. And then... You know, heaven sees everything. <laughs> yeah, you may some people may not see you, but God sees everything. So it's to our benefit to utilize this key of the kingdom called forgiveness. My Bible has a subtopic called the law of forgiveness. It's a law. A law is a principle. Just like we talked about last week, that law of love. It's that law of gravity we talked about. Law. So there's a, a law in forgiveness. If you forgive, guess what? It's going to be extended back to you constantly. So it's good to use that key of forgiveness because it's going to come back to you. Whatever man sows, that shall he also reap. Well, you know, one of the amazing things about forgiveness is he's he's using an example here of when a brother sins against you, that you are to forgive them. Or here, if you you have sinned against your, he sins against you, you are to go to them. And it is amazing how when somebody asks us for forgiveness, sometimes we stop and think, do I want to? Sometimes we stop and think, I'm not going to. Sometimes we think, you've just upset me too much. I don't really want to do that. And yet, whenever we sin against somebody else, how many times do we want them to forgive us? When, whenever 70 you, times 7. <laughs> whenever you realize whether the person came to you or you just realized it on your own, that you sinned against somebody and you went to them and asked for forgiveness, what did you expect them to do? 
You expected mm-hmm. them to forgive you. And in fact, you know what's funny about us as people? When we go to somebody and ask them for forgiveness, if they don't, we're mad at them. We're, we're double <laughs> we, mad we, at them. Yeah. <laughs> we think that they're not a good Christian. We think they're not a good believer. We think they're not a good family member. We don't think they're a good coworker, whatever it is. If if they don't forgive us when we ask, we get mad at them and think that they're a bad person. And yet, for some reason, when people come to us and ask for forgiveness, every once in a while, we're a little hesitant to do it. So we always expect forgiveness. We expect forgiveness 100% of the time. When we go to somebody and we say, please forgive me, we expect them to forgive us 100% of the time. If we expect forgiveness 100% of the time, we need to how should we it. give ex- forgiveness? Ex- we need to it. extend it 100% <laughs> of the time. And I was reminded as you were speaking, I was reminded of what uh, was written in the book of James He's, uh, concerning the word of God. He said, don't just be hearers of the word only, deceiving yourself. For he who's not just a hearer, but also a doer of the word, this one will be blessed in what he does. And I'm reminded so many Christians are not utilizing the keys or being doers of what he just said right here, forgiving one another. We, we, we won't forgive this, but we don't want to extend it. He said, well, now you're just a hearer only. You're not a doer. So we have to always examine ourselves. Scripture talks about that. Examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. I mean, always examine yourself and see, are you being a doer and a hearer and a doer or not just a hearer? Because, you know, you can be deceived, and you can, and that's a terrible thing to deceive your own self, thinking you're doing something right when you're really doing wrong. So that's why you have to always do a self-examination, and you got to align yourself. Here's the mirror right here, the Word of God. You have to put this up to your face. Do I look like this, or do I look like something else? Do I look like a citizen of heaven, or do I look like someone that don't know Jesus, that's not in relationship? We have to do that almost on a daily, because... The, the devil is a deceiver, and the Bible says don't be ignorant of Satan's devices. Satan will have you doing his will. And I always say this, the devil don't care how much you hear the word as long as you don't do it. He'll let you go to church and hear it every Sunday, midweek Bible study, but as long as you don't do it, as long as there's no manifestation of the truth, he don't care. You can hallelujah all day. And I've seen Christians like that. I've had them in my life. They won't forgive. I had a brother in Christ, a prominent brother, too, leading Bible classes and everything. I made a comment on Facebook. This brother deleted me because he didn't like the faith. And I'm you like, were defriended. Yeah, I was defriended. And, and he's been doing Bible classes in his house. I'm like, and I try to respond back, like, what the scriptures say? Let's do Matthew 18. He didn't want to have nothing to do with 18. And this guy was prominent. He's leading Bible classes, and you would think he's so spiritual. Decept, deceive, to do the devil's will, because that ain't the Lord's will. The Lord say if your brother, the Lord didn't say if your brother offend you, delete him off of Facebook. <laughs> he didn't say that. He says go to him, take somebody. And I did that. I did what the book said. I went to a, another one of his best friends and told him what happened. Man, I haven't got a meeting yet. <laughs> I'm still deleted. It, you, he said delete your friends. I'm like wow, and it was over something stupid. Actually, it was I say something stupid politics. <laughs> A, a statement about the president. And I was like, wow, I thought we were in the kingdom. I thought we were brothers in Christ. But that's one of those ones that'll tear wedge in you. And, and that's not the way it's supposed to be. We're in the family of God. We're in the kingdom of God, the kingdom from heaven. And God laid out some laws, some principles, some statutes, some judgments that we're to abide by, live by. Jesus said in John 6, if you, 
I abide in you, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will. So we're not letting the word of God abide in us. It says in Corinthians, let the word of Christ dwell in you. Well, you know, we're talking about faith, hope, or faith, love, and now forgiveness. We'll talk about hope later, I'm sure. Faith and love and forgiveness. These are all things to do with real life. God knew. (laughs) See, this is the thing, that God knew that we would have problems in our interpersonal relationships with people. He knew that people would upset us. Mm -hmm. He knew that people would sin against us. He knew these things would happen. He also knew that we would upset others, that we would sin (laughs) against others. And so he tells us what to do in response. He doesn't leave it to chance. Right. He knows that he knows who we are. He knows that we he would mess it up. Scratching his head. Oh, what the, well, he knows I, that I, we I would mess it up. Given left to our own devices, we right. would mess the whole thing up. So he says, he "Here's us, what you should do." He, he gives us lays out a plan right. for us Actually, so when, when this happens, and it will. When this happens, this is what you are supposed to do. He gave us some instructions. And I like what 2 Timothy 3.16 says. It says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man or woman of God may be thoroughly complete for every good work. He said, that's what the word of God is for. You can use it for, for making corrections that you may be thoroughly complete. I always say, what's the opposite of complete? Incomplete. But he said that you be thoroughly complete for every good work. Well, one of the good works is forgiveness. That's a good work according to heaven. That's a good one. So he says, utilize it. Use the scriptures to govern your life. Use See, God, God wants to perfect us. Mm-hmm. He wants to complete us. And he's given us his word to show us how to do that. He's also given us a spirit. And, and this is one of the things that we'll talk about later on in, in, as far as forgiveness goes, too, is that he has given us his spirit, the Holy Spirit. People will say, well, they made me so mad, I don't see how I can forgive them. They did this, and I don't see how I could forgive them. Or better yet, you hear this all the time, I'll forgive, but I'll never forget. You know what? If you're not forgetting, you're not forgiving. Love keeps no record of wrongs, the NIV says in 1 Corinthians. That's one of the things that love does. And Paul says forgetting those things which are behind. No record of wrongs. Mm -hmm. So if, if we... I forgive you, Vince, but I'll never forget you did that. You then we haven't it. really <laughs> forgiven because we're just keeping it so that we can use I it later. In my memory. So so that we I'm can have bring it up later ammunition. When you, when you do when you, you know? when you offend me again, I'm gonna bring that one up too. Right. And this happens in relationships with husbands and wives all the time. Yes. Somebody says something, somebody's a little upset, so they bring up something that happened last week. Well, 20 years ago. They're not going to be outdone, so they're going to bring up something from a month ago, and then they're going to bring up something from 20 years ago, and then they're going to bring up something. Do you remember you said this when we were first started dating? And nobody, and the uh, one person can't even remember last week, and all of a sudden this person can remember last, you know, 35, 40 years ago. When we don't forget, we haven't really forgiven, because what it means is that we're just kind of holding it at bay, so that when the time comes and we think we need to use it as ammunition in an argument or whatever, we'll have it. We need to forgive God when he forgave us. He took our sins as far as the east is from the west, and he remembers them no more. Right. We are to do the same. We are to not hold people's past sins against us 
against them. Or, or their trespasses. If they trespass or offended us, we're not supposed to hold it again. Like you said, I was that scripture was coming to me, but you said it. He said, your sins and your iniquities, I will remember no more. Right. See, he said, God, I'm not remembering. They're, they're gone. <laughs> Can you imagine if God brought them back up again? I know. We're Every forgiven. time you came back. Well, remember last week, I just forgave you for this. He doesn't do that. He's like, what, what sin? What? Remember 1 John 1, 9, if you confess your sin... He is faithful and just to forgive you your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And he's faithful well, unrighteousness every, is sin. every time. Yeah, every time. Every time so he now, forgives Now remember, us. Scripture says in, in, in uh, Ephesians 5, be imitators of Christ Jesus as dear children. He said, now I want you to imitate me. This is what I do in relations to you. So now you imitate me in relations to others. You got to do that. And again, if you're if we're not doing that, we're deceiving ourselves. So we have to allow the word of God, since we're in the kingdom now, we have to allow that word to, to transform us. Transform. We got a new spirit when we got born again, but we didn't get a new mind. That's why he says, be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. He didn't say the renewing of your spirit. You got that when you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Now the mind has got to be renewed to living like from the kingdom of heaven. And this is how it's done in heaven. Remember? See, and then the, kingdom sp- the Holy Spirit can lead us into forgiveness. People that we think we can't forgive, the Holy Spirit will give us the power to forgive. I was listening to somebody the other day, and they said, just because you have a brand new car out in your driveway doesn't mean that you use it. You can still walk in the rain. You're just not using that brand new car that you've got. We have the Holy Spirit. We have a choice to use it or not. We have a choice to listen to the Holy Spirit or not. And the scripture says in Romans 5, the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of us and gives life to our mortal bodies through his spirit that raised Christ from the dead, his spirit that lives in us. So greater is he that's in us. We can do it. Remember, we're more than conquerors. It's just, do you choose to be led by the spirit or do you choose to be led by the flesh, the old sin nature? It's see, in your core. See, our old sin nature is going to say, man, it's time to get even. Right. Our old sin nature is going to say, man, the old sin nature is going to say, I can't forgive you. You can't do that to me. Right. Now, I'm going to do something now, bad. Now you got to realize that where that old sin nature, where that thought's coming from, it's coming from Satan. Because Jesus said this, my sheep hear me and they know my voice and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. So when that voice is telling you you can't forgive him, just cast it down because it ain't the voice of God. It ain't even the word of God. So he says, cast that down now. Be not just a hearer but a doer of the word, of the word. And Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. He said, do that and then you're going to have good success. Boy, we're having a good time here, and it's you know it's time to wrap this thing up, and uh, we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of word. And we just want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. Woo, right on time. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.